You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. I am here today with uh, a recent guest of ours, Dr. Jean-Michel Devink. Ducks Unlimited Canada's National Manager of Conservation Planning. Welcome back, JM. Thanks, Mike. This is sort of a special episode, I guess you'd say. I, I think we talked about this on on our previous episode that we did with you, where it was sort of the grassroots journey to becoming a better chef of wild game, waterfowl in this particular case. And you introduced us to how you began to experiment and grew in your, your culinary skill around wild game. And I, I can't remember if we discussed it on that particular episode about having you give us a specific recipe, but I that's what we're going to do on this on this one, this sort of short bonus episode, you might consider it, where we wanted to bring you back and have you step through a very specific recipe, one that you've sh- shared the, re- the recipe here with me uh, in preparation for this episode, and you shared a picture along with that, and it looks amazing. And that's, that's going to be the, I'm, I'm kind of hungry already. And so we wanted to share this with our listeners and give them a little uh, unique recipe that they may not have heard of. Some people may not be familiar with. I certainly wasn't. And so it's Acadian duck pie. So JM, I'm going to turn this over to you here at this point. But I, and and I, as I do so, I guess I want you to talk about this recipe from the standpoint of how you, like, does it have a... Does it have a presence in your history? Is this like a family recipe? Give me the origin of this recipe as as it came to you. Yeah, this recipe is is 
The specific recipe, I would say, is something that that I invented and, and kind of created, but the foundation of it is a traditional um, Acadian recipe and, and something called a, a tourtière, which is basically a meat pie. And it was something my mother would always make um, throughout the year, but especially on Christmas Eve. So it's a bit of a holiday recipe and something that I always look forward to on Christmas Eve when, when we'd be celebrating with our family. Um and it is, I mean, it's a pretty rich recipe. It's, it is hearty, um, but it's not that complicated to make. Uh, and, and so I think it's, it's one of those that I'm, I'm more than happy to share and, and would love to see uh, variations of it too. So if folks, you know, have some ideas about how to change it, um, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. So JM, tell me sort of from a, I, I guess, cultural perspective, are meat pies, I'm just going to call them meat pies because I'm not going to be able to pronounce the, the formal French version of that. <laughs> are, are, do they have a prominent place in Acadian cuisine, uh, at least from the, you know, the, the Canadian Maritimes, the, the true, the original Acadians? Yeah, for sure. So, so, Meat pies, or, or what we would call a, a tourtière, is uh, is pretty common throughout sort of uh, French Canadian culture. You'll find in Quebec and, and then throughout the Maritimes, and you know different regions have different versions of it. Again, it's kind of like you know the difference between regional variations and barbecue down down south. I mean, you go to different regions, it's it's got slightly different flavors, slightly different approaches. So the uh, the the meat pies of you know of French Canadians. Most of them are more of just a ground meat um, with some spices in a in a pie crust. Um, this recipe uh, for for duck pies is is based more on my mother's and and our sort of family and our culture's version, which also includes things like potatoes and and some other you know filler that helps to provide a little bit more density to it and, and bind it a bit better. This particular recipe is you know it's something that I created from that, but it was. It was my approach to try to, you know, incorporate the wild meat that I was harvesting and and modifying those traditional recipes to be able to, you know, best accommodate the different flavors and the different approaches to to cooking wild meat. JM, whenever I look at the recipe and I look at the picture, it reminds me of shepherd's pie. My wife is from Canada. Her mom is 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 an immigrant from England, and she makes a fantastic shepherd's pie. Uh, it's something that I never that I did not grow up with, but it's it is fantastic, and I enjoy eating it whenever we're together for the holidays or whatever the whatever the special occasion may be. Am I correct in thinking that a shepherd's pie traditionally has has a more vegetable diversity in it than than the the meat pie that we're going to talk about here? Yeah, so a shepherd's pie is a bit different. The shepherd's pie I grew up with doesn't have a true pie crust. It's more of just the layers of your potatoes and your meat and your vegetables, and then you know potentially some gravy mixed in with it. But but this is this is a true a true pie. So a little bit different, a little more meat within it. So the the I use you know the rutabaga or the potatoes as as more of just a binder yeah. because if you're just putting say ground meat into this. It's going to be a little bit, it's not going to have that structure to it. It's not going to hold together. When you cut into it, it tends to fall apart. And, and you know, my uh, extended family, former extended family had that type of a recipe. And I personally, I prefer this one. Okay. And best time of the year for this recipe? It's got to be now, right? Around the holiday season, the depth of winter. I have to imagine that a just a, a piping hot meat pie 
is going to hit the spot on those those kind of cold, frigid, maybe even dreary days. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, add on top of that, and, and I'll send you another picture to add to this, but add on top of that a nice brown gravy with your, mm. you know, your your caramelized onions and your and your sautéed uh, mushrooms. And oh, it's, yeah, it'll put you to sleep pretty quickly. Mm. Well, well, yeah. Okay. I'll count on that. Uh, we, we're going to, we're going to take the recipe that you, that you sent by way of email, and we're going to post that in the show notes for this episode. So people are going to have to look a little bit to, to figure out where they can find quote show notes for this episode. We, uh, and it'll be linked in, in that, in the show notes. And so you can then go to it, find it there, but we're going to have you at this point of this uh, of our discussion, step through the actual recipe, how you prepare it. I know there's a pie crust that that is part of the recipe, but you're going to skip over that. You're going to give an abbreviated sort of instruction on what people can do there. We will include the actual pie crust recipe that you have provided in the show notes or in what is linked in the show notes. And uh, but yeah, we want you to just step through the making of this meat pie so that people who are listening can do it themselves and can jot down the recipe if they want to, or they can get it from our show notes. So JM, take us through this. Yeah, for sure. And, and I guess I'll start off by saying, you know, there, anybody with, whether it's ducks or goose or any other kind of wild meat that that they wanted to experiment and try to you know modify this recipe to address, I think I think it's it, well, it does work for a lot of different things. I was out harvesting a few snowshoe hares last weekend and roasted them up and pulled the meat off. And I, mean, I plan on making some some rabbit pies, given the few waterfowl we had around Saskatchewan this past fall. So I I found it works really well, also to to hide some of the flavors of those ducks that you know are are less desirable for roasting for a lot of folks. So I'd say you know if you if you've got a pile of those and and you want to make a bunch of meat pies, then then this is definitely a recipe to try. It just occurred to me. I wanted to interrupt you here and have you tell us about uh, how you how you gravitated to this recipe, how you first started. Uh, started working with it. Uh, you told me this offline about it wasn't really until you came to Saskatchewan that this this recipe went into your entered into your sort of portfolio of meals. So tell us the story there. I found that pretty interesting, and it relates to what you just said about it works with a variety of different wild game species, but and, and then also those that that maybe aren't recognized as the best table fare. Well, and, and that's that's right, Mike. I mean, I grew up in, in the Maritimes and I wasn't really geared out to, to hunt all kinds of waterfowl in, in the Maritimes. So, you know, as a kid, I'd be wandering around chasing wood ducks and in the forest ponds and black ducks and, and the occasional green winged teal. And, and all of those species to me, I mean, they, they were excellent. To, to eat and so you could grill them you could do a bunch of stuff and you'd have you know you'd be eating straight meat but when I moved to to Saskatchewan uh, to do my grad studies you know there's a whole diversity of species here that we didn't really have much of in the in the maritime so you know your shovelers your gadwall and and and, and some of the species that aren't necessarily the as you would put it, the best table fare for cooking in the traditional way that you would cook, say, a nice grain-fed mallard or pintail. So, so with that, I, I, I mean, I love waterfowl hunting, and I, and I love you know harvesting a diversity of birds because I mean they're just the most gorgeous species to look at. So, so when I was coming home with whether it was gadwalls or or or, or shovelers, I'd uh, I started to cook them and realized that I needed to find uh, different ways of doing it. 
and and started to explore again some of the some of the the traditional recipes that my mother had or that I grew up with and thinking about well you know how could I modify those to maybe make these you know other species more palatable and and uh, this was one of the recipes I started to experiment with and and, and basically concluded on on what we're going to share today and uh, and it's you know it's been a hit with other friends and when I've when I've gone hunting with you know parties of folks and you cook this something like this up in the evening or you may you pre-make them and you bring them down to to hunt with a group of folks it's easy to throw it in the oven and you get back after a long hunt and and a nice hearty meal is is always welcome so walk us through the recipe then uh you, you've 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 introduced it you've talked about some of the the origins of it from an ingredient and preparation standpoint just take us through this what I like to do is, you know, with the with the the breasts and and the legs, and and you know, it works really well for birds also that that have been shot up a little bit too much um, that you wouldn't necessarily throwing a roasting pan. So, you know, breasting out the birds and 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 taking the the you know the rest of the meat from say, the thighs and you know the parts of the bird that you want to use. Depending on the species, sometimes I'll I'll, I'll boil the meat to pre cook it, and and boiling also helps to get a little bit of the flavor out of it. When I've been, you know, in situations that I had to make it without having access to something like that, I'd, I'd, I've even done it and tried it microwaving the meat ahead of time. Um, so anything to pre-cook it to get it to get it to a point where once it's in the recipe, you can um, uh, it'll it'll cook through. But also by pre-cooking, it helps to to get some of the you know the juices, the meat out, so that it doesn't you know, the pie isn't too liquid. So so this would be an exception to what we typically hear about in waterfowl needing to be cooked no more than medium rare. This is a situation where that rule doesn't apply. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, definitely. So it's it's similar to with roasting waterfowl, typically to get them nice and tender. And because you're, you know, you, you have a bird that has all that fat within the skin that keeps it juicy and keeps it moist, you, you cook them a little bit more to to um you know well to, to taste but more so than say if you were grilling the breast of a of a duck and you want it no more than medium rare so that it, it isn't too tough so in this recipe you are you know you're taking fully cooked birds or fully cooked meat and you're you're making it part of that recipe and the other the other thing to consider is that you know as you as you take the the the, the meat so it's usually i'll use about four large duck breasts so say two mallards worth of worth of meat for each pie um, and so after you've pre-cooked it, I'll put it through a food processor. I've, I've even like really uh, chopped it finely by hand if I didn't have access to something like that. Just And that helps because if you are fully cooking this meat, you, know, you need to have it in, in small pieces so that it isn't right something that you're really chewing on because it's going to be a bit tougher. So yeah, the reason the reason that you would you would either mince it or you put it in a food processor is because that that you know mechanical action of breaking up the meat makes it a little bit more tender and a little bit you know it's easier to, to to chew on. So so that benefits that benefits the texture of the pie as well. So you've got four you know large duck breasts, uh, so two equivalent of two mallards. Um, I usually like to add you know one medium sweet potato mixed in in, in a medium sized rutabaga, not not a whole lot. And depending on the size of your pie plate. You know, you you might want to reduce that or or increase it. Um, I've got fairly large pie plates, so I you know I, I like a, a fairly thick meat pie. Um, those ratios are are suggestions, um, and so I'll, I'll I'll boil those. I'll cube those up and I'll boil them like you were making, say, mashed potatoes. And um, and then once they're done, I, I mash them and and um, and, and well 
drain them properly and then mash them so and, and let them basically sit so that a lot of the moisture comes out of it because that will help to again keep your pie from being too wet um so those are those are really the the you know the, the gist of the the real contents and then for spices i like to add you know about three quarters teaspoon of ground savory um for me that's a that's a key in a in a good duck recipe because it is it's really designed for that red meat and it and it and it complements the flavor really really well um i add about a teaspoon of table salt a teaspoon of celery salt which gives it a nice kind of a, a celery flavor to it which goes well with the vegetables and with the the duck um a dash of ground cloves is something i like it's that's that reminds me of that holiday flavor that my mother would would insert into the recipes and then a little bit of you know black pepper to taste and so basically at that point you're mixing it all up and that that consists of your pie filling and then uh you know as you mentioned like in terms of Pie crust. I've got my preference up here. We've got a, a lard called tender flake, and there's a great pie recipe or pie crust recipe on that. Um, you know, I think Cisco is a little more common down down your part of the world. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of pie recipes, and and I'd leave that to the you know to the viewers. But um, but if you, if you know if you need one, you can refer to the notes in in this uh, uh, this recipe because I've listed that as well. So, JM, I want to pause here and just do a quick recap. There aren't very many ingredients in this pie, which is one of the things that I it's so appealing to me. I'm definitely going to have to try it. Four large duck breasts. Uh, you, uh, it is interesting that you that you referenced two mallards. We went through all this discussion about how the the Canadian duck pie is very good on some of the species that may not be considered the the best table fare. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Yeah, we're talking about putting two mallards in here. So just an ob- just an observation. We don't mean to <laughs> yeah. suggest that mallards are not good table fare. It's just the opposite. They are great table fare. 
but just think of how fantastic the uh, the duck pie is going to be with mallards in it. Uh, so yeah, four large duck breast, one medium sweet potato, one medium rutabaga, and then your spices. That's it. You know, so it's not a whole lot there. I will note that you included in this recipe that you prefer a bit more of the savory. It's just another herb that you can probably find at your grocery store as an alternative if you're wanting to make this and you don't have savory in the cabinet. You indicate that an alternative is an equal amount of poultry seasoning. So that kind of gives you something to substitute. Uh, your table salt, celery salt, ground cloves, and then black pepper, and then that's it. So then you take us through the next steps. How to what extent do you mix that together and then then what goes on? Yeah, so essentially, much like as you're making a pie, I, I like to, to pre-cook the bottom pie crust uh, briefly in the oven. Um, and uh, and then basically you're mixing up everything for your, for, for your filling. Um, fill the pie crust uh, and uh, add your, your top layer, uh, typical sort of pie recipe and, and preparation, cut a couple slits. Um, and then basically it's it's in the oven. So I like to bake mine for about 45 minutes at 400 degrees or until, you know, your, 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 your pie crust is golden brown. Now, everybody's oven is going to be a little bit different. Uh, when I made this recipe, my, the oven I was using is a little bit cooler. So I cook mine now at about 375 in the oven I have in my house currently. So, um, so you know, keeping that, keeping that in mind, um, it's, more, it's more about checking on it to make sure that your crusts are nice and nice and brown because the other ingredients inside of it are, are pre-cooked, right? So that's, that is really the benefit of, of this. Now I want to touch on one thing that you mentioned, Mike, and that's that, you know, the, the, the recipe is relatively simple and straightforward. And, and this is, you know, it speaks to a bit of the French cuisine, which is often about the sauce, right? And so with this recipe, it, from my perspective, it goes best with a really nice brown gravy, a brown sauce with you know sautéed and nice caramelized onions that I'll, I'll prep first, and then I'll I'll um, I'll fry up some some mushrooms, um, just some 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 simple little bell, um, button mushrooms or portobellos if you want, um, and uh, mix that into the gravy and and. That's a key part to a good recipe. Yeah, I two thumbs up on that. I, I'm all in on the on the gravy, and so the the point here would be that you have that to to ladle on top of the the meat pie. Presumably, that's how you would use the gravy, right? As opposed to incorporating the onions, the mushroom mushrooms inside the pie itself, they they form part of the uh, or they're part of the gravy that then uh, yep. get added after cooked. Okay. And yeah, so I'm absolutely. glad, you, yeah. And I'm glad you added the part reminder about all the other ingredients being pre cooked. So it's just a matter of sort of heating this to where your your crust is is done, and then you're 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 ready to go. What about this recipe? It seems like it would be pretty easy to prepare and then freeze. Maybe for uh, doing uh, freezing some of these, taking them to the duck camp, uh, and then an easy application um, in those instances. Is that is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. When I, when I make this recipe, I mean, there's a little bit that goes into it. So when, when I make this recipe, I'm usually, you know, preserving, you know, I'll take the, the, the meat out of the, the, you know, the other ducks that I shoot through the season. I'll usually freeze them and put them, you know, put them aside. And then around this time of year up here is when, you know, I'll pull a lot of them out and uh, thaw them and, and make as many of these recipes as I can, given the number of ducks that I have. And um, it freezes really well. So you make your pie and just, you know, instead of actually cooking it, 
um, I will, I'll, I'll take it. I'll cover the top in tin foil, and then uh, I'll just stack them in the freezer. And it's fantastic because you pull them out the uh, the morning of the day you want to cook them, let them thaw out, and then it's super quick to throw it in the oven uh, when you get home from work or you know when you get home from a hunt at the duck camp. And while that's cooking, you make your gravy and 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 voila, there you go, man. Hey, what about side items? Any do, is that is that heresy? When we're talking about a meat pie with gravy, it's like who <laughs> needs a side item? You know, you just pour you a nice red wine and then your meat pie, and and don't uh, don't corrupt this with some some greenery. Is that what, what, what do you say? Well, JM? I guess that's a personal perspective. Myself, I actually really like this recipe with Brussels sprouts. I know. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of you probably grinning right now, but I, I like uh, grilled Brussels sprouts because it, it sweetens them up a tiny bit. And then with that sauce and, and, you know, they are subject to a, a heap and spoonful of, of sauce mm-hmm. as well. It goes really well. And again, because you, because you're eating stuff that has a really fairly strong uh, flavor profile, the Brussels sprouts work well in it. But but I've grilled up some carrots or anything else you want to add. I tend to like a little bit of green because you've got, you know, you've got your rutabaga and your sweet potato in the pile already. So, well, I'm going to try this. I hope our listeners do too. And you, as you started, a, as you started this, it goes, it works well with any other type of wild game or any other type of meat. I would imagine, uh, as far as that goes, what outside of waterfowl, what are some of the what are some of your other favorite uh, meats to use in this? You talked about rabbit. Is that are there any others that you would really look to? Yeah. So, I mean, this recipe was originally designed around like turkey or or chicken, uh, usually white poultry. So, with that, I mean, you know, if you wanted to put grouse or pheasant or anything else in it, you can do that. Now, the the key in in doing so is that you need to pair the meat with the other filling material that you're putting in appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. So if I was putting in something a little more mild flavor, like like the the snowshoe hare or the rabbit that I'm going to make uh, pies with this coming weekend, I would uh, I'd use white potatoes instead of rutabaga because that you know the 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 flavor of the rutabaga goes really well with a stronger flavored duck meat, but it's going to overpower some of the more milder flavored meat. So it's just a matter of pairing that again, and uh, and that was where kind of the when I was exploring development of this recipe, uh, you know, the the duck really stood out with the white potato that my mother would put in as, as a bit of the binder. Um, but it worked really well with some of the stronger flavored vegetables. JM, this has been fun. Uh, I'm hungry at this point. And so that's probably the, the bad thing about recording these episodes right before lunch. Good thing, depending on how you look at it, but I am hungry now. And this will be on my, uh, on my list of dishes to prepare here over the next few weeks. And and I hope our listeners enjoy this as well. As I'm, uh, just as a final reminder, go to our show notes. We will have the full recipe with a picture linked and encourage you to try it and hope you enjoy it uh, here over the next few weeks and, and months that are remaining in winter. And uh, yeah, another way to to prepare the wild game that we that we all pursue and hopefully, or lucky enough to harvest during the hunting season. And uh, just something that we wanted to do and bring y'all another kind of how-to recipe this this winter season. JM, thank you, man. 
Thank you. We look forward to catching up with you again in the future, maybe with another recipe. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'll get uh, I'll get to thinking about what, what else we could do with dots. All right. Sounds great. A very special thanks to our guest on today's episode, Dr. Jean-Michel Devink, Ducks Unlimited Canada's National Manager of Conservation Planning. We greatly appreciate his culinary skill and expertise that he's sharing with us all here. As always, we thank our producer, Chris Isaac, who does a fantastic job with these episodes and getting them out to you. And then to you, the listener, we thank you for your time and support of wetlands and waterfowl conservation. How's that, Chris? Is that good enough? Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. The next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit campuswaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.